Hey everybody, welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am Jeremiah Johnson. This is episode number 36 titled God Builds a Nation. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you as always for joining us here on the podcast. I want to encourage you on the Anchor platform, you can hit support this podcast. You can support us a dollar a month, five bucks, 10 bucks a month. Continue to help us make great content for you up our game each and every day. And as well, I want to say thank you. We are now over the 1.5 K play mark for some people that might not be very cool but for me it is I know just a month ago I was like all right we're gonna get over 500 plays we're gonna get there we're gonna get there and now we're over 1.5k so thank you very very much I really appreciate it keep liking sharing it subscribing to it favoriting it applauding it give us a message give us a shout out whatever so today we're going to talk about God builds a nation I actually had the opportunity to speak to Grace Point students last night, and I love doing that. And I just had this word that I shared with them that I figured I'd bring to you as well, and uh, it might bring you encouragement. And we're going to be talking about Abram slash Abraham in the Bible. We're going to read from that scripture in just a moment how God would build the nation and God would literally build the kingdom of God through him and a promise that God would give him. But let me ask you this question first How many of you love really cool buildings? And I want you to just visually in your brain for a second. Think about some of the cool buildings that you have seen in your life. I've had the opportunity to go to different countries and different places in the world. And I'm trying to think off the top of the head, off the top of my head, which uh, is my favorite all-time building. But I do love to go to downtown environments and just see really cool structures. And uh, one of the places that I dream of going that I think is really cool is Dubai. How many of you have ever seen some of the pictures and things that are going on in Dubai, they just make these crazy, the tallest building is in the world is there and this is the architectural creativity that they allow and that is happening there is amazing. But in regards to that, here's what I want to say is that God loves to build things. Have you noticed that? Some of you that started reading your Bible at the beginning of this year, you read Genesis chapter one and our God is a builder. He loves to build. He loves to create things. And here's what's different about him is God. I mean, obviously he made the heavens and the earth and all the sea and the ocean and the planets and the stars and the galaxy. But here's one distinct difference. An amazing thing about God is that he loves to build things, but his favorite place to build his kingdom is in the hearts of man. And he wants to build things inside of us that will come out of us, that will be released out of us to build his kingdom and to build his name. And that's what he wanted to do to Abraham. Abram, that would later become Abraham, had one of the greatest promises to live out for God that one day through his lineage, through the promise that God gave him, the son of God, the Messiah would come, which then in turn, I would reciprocate that blessing. And here's what he said. He said, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you'll be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Isn't that amazing promise? Now I want to walk through this just a second because I think there's some practical application that we can take from Abram. Maybe the promise and the promises that we have for us don't seem as great as that, but God wants to build and God wants to build things through my life, through your life that will accomplish and that will bring, 
will bring blessing to other people. But here's the first truth I want to capture to you today is learning. The first thing is just learning to hear God's voice. It says that the Lord said to Abraham, the Lord said to Abram, that God had a word and God wanted to speak something to him specifically. And for me as a pastor, I think one of the things that I really want to communicate to people and I really want to help people with is for you and for me, for all of us, is to learn how to hear the voice of God, to cultivate a lifestyle that welcomes the voice of God, to speak things like this to us. Because Abram clearly was in a position and was in a place to receive the voice of God. And so that's that's the first thing I want to get at you today. Is your life in a place where you could even hear or receive the word of God for him to speak to you. Some, some of us were not in that place and we need to position ourselves in such a way that we can learn to hear God's voice. God wants to speak to you. He wants to give you promises. He has tremendous things in your life that he wants to do. So really the step number one uh, for God to build something in and through you and through all of us is that we're going to have to learn to hear the voice of God. We're going to have to hear the voice of God. And this is what happened for Abram. And God came to him and said, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. So God shows up and he speaks to Abram, but then he just simply tells him to go. He doesn't really give him the whole map. He doesn't give him the whole roadmap. He doesn't give him the clear picture. He just tells him to go. And I think this is where the struggle is for us is that we want to hear God's voice, but we want him to tell us everything that he wants us to do. We want him to give us all the details. We want him to completely lay it out and then we'll go. And what I've learned and what I truly think is biblical is that, that that's not faith. That's not faith. And last night I showed these students and I'm looking at it right now on my computer I showed him this picture and the picture, if you can imagine it with me as you're listening, is this young man and he has a backpack on and he's standing at the mouth of a cave and you can see the the outer portion of the cave. But when you look into the cave, all you can see is complete darkness. That's all you can see. You can't see what's in it. You can't see how long it is. You can't see if there's danger, if there, if it's okay, if there's water. You can't see if you step in, if there's a giant hole and you're going to drop to the bottom. And this is what I think it's like at times in our faith life, in our pursuit of obedience to what God tells us to do. It's like standing at the mouth of a cave that is pitch dark and we're supposed to go into that thing. But you know, this is the difference between hearing the voice of God and doing what God wants us to do. There's a huge difference there. I know a ton of people, and I truly believe that a lot of people have heard the voice of God, that God has given them promises and has called them to do certain things in their life, but they're still standing at the mouth of the cave afraid to go. And so here's what God says to Abraham. He says, listen, I have a promise. I want to build something in your life that will bring glory and honor to my name and is going to touch a lot of other people. But you are going to have to go. You are going to have to take a step of faith. And I can't challenge you that enough is that every year is a new opportunity to go and do something new for God and to do something new that we've never done 
for him before. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what God has spoken to you. And you might feel like this young man who's standing at the mouth of the cave, looking into pitch darkness, and you're not for sure if I'm going to go or not. It's time to go. Because you know what? God is going to be with you. He's going to strengthen you. And that's the next thing that I want to get to. It's interesting that when we hear God's voice, And we obey and we're willing to go and do what he tells us to do. See, that's when God comes in. That's when God begins to take control. That's when God begins to move in this situation. Because let me read it one more time. Did you notice? I want you to just notice what's happening and what he says. He says, the Lord said to Abraham. So Abraham hears the voice of God. He's in a place. He's in a position where he can hear God's voice. All of us need to get to that place. And then he says, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. So, hey, Abram, I'm going to take you to the mouth of the cave. I'm going to show you where I want you to go. You don't know what's all going to be there, what it's going to look like, but I want you to step into it now. And Abraham does it. And this is what the next thing that God says, when you do that, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Did you know, did you hear in the, in, in that little pa- paragraph, did you notice what it kept saying? It says, I will make you, I will bless you, you, I will, I will curse. And multiple times God says, I will, here's the cool part of God, when we hear his, uh, that's cool about God is when we hear his voice, when we're willing to go, when we take that step of faith, that's when God says, okay, I will now do what I said I would do through you because you were willing to go. But here's the tricky part is you have to take that step of faith. You have to be willing to go. And the moment that you go, that's when the I will, the great I am, God steps in and says, okay, you are willing to listen to me and you are willing to go. Now I will do it. I, in this, I'm trying to explain these pictures to you. The next picture that I showed the youth was a picture of a Tesla car. Um, for some of you that don't know what Tesla is, it's a really high-end battery-powered car by Elon Musk. And they're like hundred-plus-thousand-dollar cars. And yeah, you, you don't see them very often. But they're really, the big part about them is not only they're fancy, but they're, they're super techie cars. And one of the tech options of the car is that they have autopilot. They literally have autopilot. And I was watching a YouTuber the other day. He was driving his Tesla in downtown, I don't know, downtown LA, but he was he was driving in LA with a bunch of traffic and he wanted to test out the autopilot. So he puts on the autopilot and he is driving and he has to trust that the car, the technology of the car is going to do what it's supposed to do and drive for him. And you know what happened is he'd pull up to a car and get around a bunch of cars because he's in LA, right? And his natural reaction was to grab the wheel, was to try to take control. And you know what's interesting? This is what we do is that a lot of times we hear the voice of God, we're willing to go. But when we start stepping into the cave, when we step into what God wants us to do, there is just this temptation to want to grab hold of the wheel, to want to take control and God's like, listen, I got this. I'll drive the car. I will. Don't grab the wheel. And it's hard, man. I've been there before where you're doing what God wants you to do. And whether it's a struggle, whether there's hardship, you just want to take control of that. But you got to trust 
the technology, and I'm, I'm talking about actually talking about trusting Jesus, that you have to trust him. And in this car, in a Tesla, you have to trust the tech, right? You have to tr- trust that all the sensors and all the technology is going to do its job and that you can just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride and know that you're going to get to the destination that you need to go. I want to tell you something. If you'll hear God's voice, listen to what he says and go I will, this is what God says, I will do it. I, I will do it. I will do what I told you to do. I will do what I said I want to do in you, but you have to have that trust. You have to let me do it. Now, the other interesting thing that that God says to Abram, soon to be Abraham, is that he says, I am going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to bless you, but more importantly, you're going to be a blessing, and I'm going to bless all peoples on earth. Think of that everyone on earth is going to be blessed through you. That's amazing. I don't know that that promise outside of Jesus has really been ever spoken to anyone in in the word of God off the top of my head. Maybe I'm wrong. Those scholars right now could debate me or whatever. But here he says, everyone, all people on earth are going to be blessed through you, through you listening to my my, my voice, going and doing what you want me to do. I am and I will bless everyone on earth. Here's the truth I want to give you today is I want to talk about the effect of obedience. What's crazy and what's really scary about our life is that our lives, every single one of us, doesn't matter if you're a pastor or leader or whatever your job is, is that every one of us was designed to affect multiple lives of other people. And the big deal, the the really big thing about what God is communicating to Abraham is that it's not about you. It's about all the people that are going to be affected by your obedience. So you're going to have to do what I want you to do. You're going to have to listen to my voice. You're going to have to go because a ton of other people are going to be affected by you. And here's the radical statement. I think it's kind of radical. I want to give you is that your life is not about what God wants to do in you. It's about what God wants to do through you. That's amazing, isn't it? It's not about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. Because if you will hear his voice, you will go, you will be obedient to do what he's called you to do and allow God to work through you. Then a ton of people are going to be affected by your obedience. And for Abraham, literally everyone on earth was going to be affected by him. So the next passage of scripture says, so Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with Ab- with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Hera. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions that he had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran and they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. Here's the last thing I want to give you is that if you are going to, if you're going to, if God's going to build something amazing in you and through you that will affect and touch the lives of other people, then you're going to have to give him everything. The next picture that I showed was just this neon light that says open 24 hours. And I love that. It's like, that's what I want my spiritual. That's what I want my life. to. It's like to God, I want my life to be open 24 hours that when God looks at me and says, God, here I am. I'm open 24 hours a day. You have all of me. You have everything. Isn't it awesome that God wants to build something great through each and every single one of us? But what are we going to have to do? We're going to have to listen to his voice. We're going to have to go. We're going to have to take steps of faith. When we take this, those steps of faith, then God will begin to do what he wants to do. And as a result of that obedience, 
lives will be affected by him. And we're going to have to, in that process, continue to give him everything and stay open 24-7. Hey, I'm so grateful that you've joined us here on the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Continue to connect with us. I hope that encouraged you and lifted you up. And I'm excited to see what God is going to build in your life this year in 2019. We'll talk to you later.